what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we're going to talk about heart tests. Heart tests. This is not the most fun word, but I'm actually going to give you six steps that you can take when you feel like God is silent and your heart is being tested. So I happen to be in quiet time, which sometimes for me is when God can speak so deeply to my soul. When I actually get into a space where, you know, be still and know that I'm God, when I actually am intentionally in silence and solitude, I get some of the most humbling words, right? Which is great because they are life altering and so much transformation comes from them. But the word that I got, and I actually posted this on social media. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Miss Juliana Page at MS Juliana Page. And I asked this question, what if you're not under attack? What if God is testing your heart. So sometimes we we can get some things out of context, you know, we can get offended by things, we can really walk the line of thinking that our feelings are God <laughs> without realizing there's an actual difference between what we feel and what we know, right? What we feel and what is true. What we feel and what we think God is doing or not doing, right? So a lot of these are heart tests, right? So for me, what I mean by this is, do I have a heart that is full of unshakable trust toward God? Or do small things get under my skin, right? Do I get things out of context? Do I read too far into things? Do I try to take control, right? Am I walking humbly with God? Am I surrendered? Am I trusting him? with every aspect and affair of my life? Or am I playing God in some circumstances? Am I thinking that it's supposed to go this way or in my timing or whatever the case may be, right? So today we're going to talk about, we're going to (laughs) talk, we're going to talk about heart tests, heart tests. I just encourage you to look at your own life. Is God testing your heart? Do you think that you're being attacked by the enemy, but actually God is testing your heart? And God does this out of love. So the scripture that I have for this, so if you want to reference it for yourself, there's two, Proverbs 17.3 and Proverbs 17.22. But Proverbs 17.3 says, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. So we actually often don't know what is in our heart until we're tested, right? It's so easy to say we believe something and then do we actually when life happens or it's so easy to say this is how it's done. But when you're given an opportunity to show up, is that actually how you show up and how you do things, right? So super important to think about this. Is God testing your heart? 
Is he testing your heart in a relationship? Is he testing your heart in your finances? Is he testing your heart? Just, I encourage you to explore that. And today we're going to talk about what to do when God is silent, because a lot of times this is when our heart is being tested the most. We're expecting to hear from God, but we're not hearing anything. And it seems like it's been a really long, dry spell. Okay. So Psalm 83, one says, keep not silence. O God, hold not your peace or be still. O God. Right. So I've thought many times I wish God would come and sit here with me and just tell me what he wants me to do. Have you ever been there? <laughs> I'm sure you've th thought something similar at some time in your life. And it seems to me that it would make things a lot easier, but appears that God has different ideas because that is not what he chooses to do. Right. If he doesn't want to do things our way, then we will have to learn how to do things his way. And really what God wants us to do is he wants us to trust him even when he is silent. So I just want to ask you, do you ever feel that God is packed up, moved far away, and left no forwarding address? <laughs> when we don't see God doing anything in our life and we don't hear him saying anything, we may feel as if we are groping around in the dark trying to find our way through a maze, right? It can feel like that. Although these times challenge our faith, they can teach us an important lesson, which is to trust God even when he is silent. Just because he is silent does not mean that he isn't doing anything. So for example, if you believe that you've gotten revelation, vision, a prophetic word on something, right? But a ton of time has gone by and it looked like it's not happening. Does your heart still believe? Does your heart still trust? Are you still going to show up and do what God told you to do, even though, you know, that's not what's happening right now. You don't see any change. Okay. God in the Bible is silent a lot, actually. Okay. <laughs> Job talks about it in Job 23, three. He says, Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat." There's many examples. Abraham is another example. Elijah. There's examples throughout the word about God being silent with those who trusted him, right? It's so common, strangely enough. But even though Job could not see God or hear God, he stated that he believed God was watching over him and was concerned about him. He spoke of when God would deliver him, not if God would deliver him. Okay, this is in Job 23, 10, but he knows the way that I take. He has concern for it, appreciates and pays attention to it. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as refined gold. And Abraham, as I mentioned, dealt with the silence of God regarding the surrender of his son, Isaac. You may remember that story. He had instructed Abraham to sacrifice his son as a way of testing his faithfulness and obedience. And he waited until the last possible second to speak to Abraham, telling him not to harm Isaac. We see this in Genesis 22, 1 to 12, right? So it's likely that we've not been through anything as extreme as what Job or Abraham described, but we probably all have had long periods of silence between times of hearing from God. And these are difficult times when we are tempted to think that God isn't with us or that he doesn't care about us. But we may also think in this time too that we've lost our ability to hear from God. Has that ever happened to you? And we can pressure ourselves when this happens to take responsibility, to try to hear from God, but we also can come to a place of just realizing that if God really wanted to say something to us, he has many ways of making sure that we hear from him. And instead of trying to hear from God, 
and feeling frustrated when we don't, we can trust that when God wants to speak to us, he will make himself clearly known. And instead of being afraid that you won't hear from God, believe that you will hear from him, right? If God knows that you truly want to hear his voice and that you are prepared to follow it, he will not fail to speak when the time is right. In the fullness of time or at the appointed time, that's when God spoke to Elijah again, and he will also speak to you again. So know that he will. So here are six things that you can do when you feel like God is silent. Number one, when God is silent, keep doing what he told you to do the last time you believe you heard from him. Paul actually taught believers to stand fast in the liberties they had been given and not to be ensnared again in the yoke of bondage. This is in Galatians 5.1. So in the same vein, hang on to what you have and don't allow a time of silence from God to discourage and weaken your faith. There's a great deal that we don't know. The word actually says there's some mysteries that are far too great for us to know, but there's also a great deal that we do know and we can actively do that in the current time of our life, right? So what is what is God saying to you? That's a lot of times what people will ask us. And we, we can get caught up in this, right? But God speaks when he chooses, as he chooses. And when he's silent, we can keep doing what we know to do. So don't pressure yourself or anything. Don't pressure yourself. Don't pressure anyone else to come up with a word from God unless you want to open the door, really, for the devil to deceive you. Just do what God told you to do the last time that you believe you heard from him. Number two, God's silence could be a compliment to you. We often don't think this, but it could be. So perhaps he's not giving any specific instructions because he trusts you to make the right decision. Okay, so it's an error to believe that God will tell us each move we're to make. That kind of relationship is for parents and babies, not for mature sons and daughters, right? Think about that. We can trust him and trust that we know his heart and his will, okay? God gives us freedom to make decisions according to his word and what we know of his will and character, all right? If God isn't telling you exactly what you should do, then be confident that he trusts you to make the right decisions. It's impossible. Think about it this way. It's impossible to drive a parked car. So there's going to be times when we must put ourselves in drive and start inching forward before we will find out if we're going in the right direction or not. Number three, don't compare yourself with anyone else. This is so easy to do, so you really have to pay attention to this. We often hear people talk about how God has dealt with them and assume that God should deal with us the same way, but he doesn't, right? We, I have, I can attest to this, I've read books by people who make it sound as if God sits on the edge of their bed giving them daily instructions of what they're supposed to do. God said, God told me, are, you know, their favored terms. However, that doesn't mean that every day we get a play-by-play -play media presentation of what we're going to do all day long, right? We can be continually led and guided by God, but he often, i found, doesn't give me play-by-plays, right? We do hear specifics at times, but that's not always God, how God speaks to us. We're individuals, and God deals with us in different ways for different reasons, and we should trust that. So think about it that way. Sometimes it's enough just to believe that God is with us. Number four, keep talking to God even if you don't think he's answering. We need to express ourselves. A lot of times we don't communicate what we feel, what we're thinking, any of it, but we need to express ourselves to be 
whole humans. And God wants to assure us that we can talk to him about anything as often as we want or need. And the psalmist David is one that certainly poured his heart out to God and he did so with great honesty. I just feel more human when I read the Psalms. (laughs) It actually teaches me how to worship God too. So most of us have been times when we want to talk to somebody, whether it's a coach, a therapist, but God is available. He is our counselor, right? And he's always good at keeping our secrets and just being someone that will listen to us. Number five, keep listening even if you had a long, dry spell of not hearing anything. Continuing to listen to God lets God know that your heart is open to him and that you are waiting for him. And I ask God very often if he has anything that he wants me to say, and I take a few minutes just to be quiet so that I'm not always talking, I'm not always asking, begging all the things, right? It's my way of obeying what he said in Proverbs. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths, Proverbs 3, 6. So even if I hear nothing when I ask that question, I still believe that my listening is valuable. And I found that God may be silent when I ask the question, but then he will direct my circumstances in such a way that it's very clear to me that he's involved in guiding the outcome of my situation, which is so cool. It's almost like a treasure hunt with God where you're looking for how he's going to move or how he's going to shift something. And then number six, this one's important, and this really has to do with heart tests. Heart tests. Ask God to examine you. You got to be ready for this one. Ask God to examine you. David sometimes asked God to examine him to see if anything was in his heart that was not right. This is in Psalm 26, 2, and then also Psalm 139, 23, and 24. And this is a bold step, but one that clearly proves whether or not a person truly wants God's will, no matter what it might be, okay? Is it possible that there is something blocking us from hearing God clearly? A sin a wrong attitude, or a misunderstanding on how to hear from God could be hindering us. We don't need to be afraid to know the truth because it will set us free. When God is silent, we may not be doing anything wrong, but there's no harm in finding out. And although God was silent with Job for a long time, he did eventually answer him. But when he did, he had some things that Job probably wasn't expecting. Out of frustration, Job eventually told God that he didn't deserve the treatment he was getting and more or less demanded some answers. Job indicated that he thought God was unjust in his treatment of him. He was not aware of the spiritual warfare that was going on behind the scenes, just as we are not often aware of what is going on behind the scenes. And the Bible says that Job repented, so he obviously had sinned. So although he was a righteous man in every way, When his trials began, Job eventually assumed that God was not dealing with him properly. And I'm pulling this from Job 42, 3 to 6. His righteousness turned into a type of self-righteousness that is dangerous for any of us to have. And he definitely went through a very hard time, certainly more than anyone we knew of. But in the end, he said that he now knew God much better than he did previously. Also, God gave him back double everything he had lost and blessed him tremendously. So the journey was hard, but it turned out good in the end. And this is the same thing that we can expect, okay? Whatever the enemy means for harm, God intends for good. 
So those are six things that I really encourage you to consider when you feel like your heart is being tested, when you feel like you have a lot of questions, when it looks like things aren't changing, when it looks like all that you've been doing is for naught. Is your heart being tested perhaps? Will you simply believe? Will you trust God and keep doing what he last told you to do when you heard him? I just encourage your heart today. Pass the test. Pass the heart test. All right, guys, this is a quick word, a deep word, but probably one to to highlight, to re-listen. And I want to encourage you, if you don't currently subscribe to the podcast, please do. These episodes don't happen on their own. It would be a blessing. And that's also what ensures that this word and these messages get spread. So what you can do, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, follow, subscribe, leave a comment, rate the podcast. And if you do those things, email info at julianapage.com and give me a screenshot that you followed, that you subscribed, and I will send you a free devotional. So this is a great time to subscribe. If you do want coaching or to read one of the books and, and get connected to one of the books or to be a part of the upcoming God's Vibes Mastermind group, you can find information about all of those things over at julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. Bye.